ASMR. Recording in progress. <laughs> is that what it is? Well, my microphone looks. It, my microphone looks like a little vibrator. It actually does look like a vibrator. That's what I said when you first got it. It does. It looks like a vibe. It it looks. Look at it. It's a mini little vibrator. It's so cute. Mine just looks ridiculous. I love yours. Welcome yours everyone. Like, yeah, mine's like a little cute. Welcome everyone. Uh, just us talking hello. about vibrators How are we all? as per. Um, you know, we were having a conversation for so long off thing. We were like, better turn the recording on. Literally us every time. All the we funniness will be record. gone. We have like a half an hour no, conversation every fucking time. On. But guys, <laughs> we're pumped to be here. This is episode four. Episode four. What in the world? Episode four. <gasps> wow. It's crazy. That's it's actually quick. insane how fast time is going. I know. Guys, I need to just put something out there. It's my birthday in a month today and I'm half dreading it. Why? I feel like, because I feel like it's a big birthday. I feel like, you know, 21, 22, 23 is fun. 24 is like, all right, you know, 25, I'm like, bruh. Babes, I'm 28 this year. So (laughs) I know, but it's quarter life. It's a quarter life sitch. And I've already admitted to having a quarter life crisis. It's absolutely a thing. That's when I went through my spiritual awakening when I was 23, turning 24. Yeah. It's absolutely a quarter It's a legit crisis. thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like. Oath. But anyways. There's been a lot of energy moving around recently. And I feel like this week is, it's only just oh starting to clear. And we've got the full moon this mm. Thursday. So we're recording the day before this comes out. because My fault. A little bit unorganized. Guys, I, I was we were meant to record on Sunday morning and I messaged Millie at like, I don't know, 7 a.m. And I was like, oh, I think I'm getting a little bit sick. Like, you know, is it okay if we push it back? Jokes. I think I was hungover off having three wines on Saturday night. It's a real thing, man. Especially, was it red wine or white wine? It was white wine, but it's just been so long since oh. I have had a hangover. And I was like, surely not. Surely not, but I think it was because I felt fine by the afternoon. Yeah, man. It's all dependent, like what you ate that day, what you drank. I'm a dependent hangover. Mm. There are a lot of I, factors that go into whether I'm going to be hangover, hungover or not. I don't know what I am. I guess I didn't eat much, so that's probably it, to be fair. But 100. we're feeling fine. We're feeling fab. The energy's shifting. We have the full moon on Thursday, and I feel like that's going to be a yes. huge cleanse and release. That's how I'm kind of feeling. It's almost like this momentum's been building up. And there's been that super chaotic energy and it feels like it's now like this time for like cleansing, letting it go, stepping into like this new level. It feels like a massive rebirth is going to come, like a good one. It feels like there's been like this super like energy is how I would describe that energy in a sound. And it's shifting with this full moon. (laughs) I think so too. Well, didn't we go into, I think we went into cancer today, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I think we We shifted. Today's the first day of cancer season. So cancer is all about like, water letting it wash away softness yes I love cancer energy I mean obviously I love you and you're my cancer one of my other best friends is a cancer as well I think it's just such a beautiful energy that Mm. and I feel like the reason why you know how there's always like those like we post them there's the funny astrology memes and like they put shit oh my god yes I feel like cancers always cop a lot of shit but I think that's because people don't know how to sit in their emotions Exactly. And I think Kansas cop a lot of shit for being sensitive. And I actually want to make a point. This is guys, what happens with me? I'm just going to let you guys know. I get like a little thought in my mind. And if I don't say the thought as it comes into my mind, it will leave the mind. Can I just give my two wrecks that I have this week? 
two wrecks. Just because I just came into my mind and I've got to say it or it's going to leave. First wreck, 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 recommendation. Please, everyone, if you're feeling sad, go watch Love on the Spectrum. Yes. Oh, my God. I've been watching that on Netflix and I have never just felt more full of love and just like, it is so fucking delicious. It's so good. It's such a good show, guys. Can second that recommendation. It's beautiful. I literally am obsessed. And my second recommendation, this could be a real controversial controversial one. I obviously can't speak today. And take it with a grain of salt because I'm actually a very, very nice person. Like I'm really nice. I'm really soft. But also don't come for me or I will cut you in half. <laughs> That's really who I am as a person. And I've had an issue recently with older men really trying to just fluff their peacock feathers up and really get up in my up up in my grill and I'm here to say just because they're older and they're supposed to be more wise and respect your elders we do not let no one shit on us we we respectfully put them in their place and I've and I've had this twice this week with well not this week I had it with someone last week talking about one of my tattoos and my piercings at work. And I, you know, most of the time I laugh it off. I've got a few tattoos that are like, you know, I've, I've got tattooed breathe on my arm and everyone's like, oh my God, do you forget to breathe? Oh, that is like a classic, terrible fucking dad joke that no one appreciates. And normally it's the really awkward ones that don't know even how to have a conversation. So they comment on my tattoos, which like, you know, I can sense them from a mile away. So we just feel sorry for them. We let them them do their thing. But it's the ones who come in with their peacock feathers up thinking they are like, they're like 60, mind you. And I had a middle-aged man yesterday. I was at a nursing shift, guys. And I walked into this tea room full of people, full of people. And there was cake. And I was like, oh my God, it must be someone's birthday. Like super happy, bubbly, was in such a great mood. And this he would have been in his 60s, right? He goes, yeah, it's my birthday. And I was like, oh my God, happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. And then everyone started sniggling. And I thought, I'm obviously a joke here. I'm not sure what's going on. And one of the nurses is like, oh, he's lying. It's not his birthday. And I was like, are you telling porkies? Liar, liar, pants on fire. And he was like, he said something along the lines of like, oh, that's a bit disrespecting calling me a liar. And I said, well, you know what they say, respect your elders or something like that. But I just put that motherfucker back in his place. And he was so embarrassed. Also, bruh, you did just lie. Yeah. And I was like, look, you little fucking bastard. You've got, you've got an ego. And, and, and this has a backstory about the fact that he's like a, he's like a plaster tech. They do the plaster, plaster stuff. And one day I went and asked him to do something really friendly and he was like you need a note from the doctor I don't I don't do things that just you ask and I was like all right Kevin Kevin from 2002 settle down settle fucking down and then that happened so it was like it was like a second situation anyways I can't remember what I said but I really just fucking like butzed him like in a respectful way it wasn't too harsh and everyone was like was like called for I know that would be called for like what I, do you know what? I know the exact energy that you're talking about where it's this like, no time. You've got no time. That's me. What are your wrecks for the week? Oh, I love this. I, I don't know. even think we're doing wrecks. <laughs> I'm here for it though. What are my recommendations? Okay, recommendation number one. This isn't like a, 
a thing, I guess, but I'm on the first day of my moon cycle today, which is why I have a little bit of extra fire in me. Love. One thing that I want to recommend for those who have a womb and those who bleed, fucking Mm. feel into it. Let yourself rest. Yeah. Let yourself feel into it. Don't feel like you've got to push through it. Like Mm -hmm. really just allow yourself that time and that space to feel however it is the fuck that you're feeling when you're going into your moon cycle. Like this should be taught in school that we have a monthly cycle, right? Without energy. For a reason. For a reason. And the other thing is that men only take 24 hours to complete that cycle. So allow yourself that time to know that you're not going to be able to live up to the pace that society has put on us because we live in a patriarchal world that exists to really assist that kind of energy right that's not what we're here for this is going really deep and I didn't mean it to but can mic drop let yourself have that time and that space to rest that is my first recommendation as I'm sitting here with my dressing gown on my lap sitting in my bed recording this oh yeah same I'm not even on my period in my my I've got my dressing gown on I'm naked underneath love it and I've just yeah I'm living my best life so I'm here for it we'll post a photo guys so you can see us just absolutely living our best lives and then my second recommendation would be turmeric lattes because they're delicious and I love Ooh. them. No idea of the actual health benefits. I know that turmeric is meant to be like anti-inflammatory, but yeah. as someone who doesn't drink coffee, <gasps> I, I know. Don't, I don't you drink, drink coffee. coffee? No, it makes me too jittery. Oh, Lord, I'm obsessed with coffee. No, I, I love the smell. I love the smell of coffee, but I mm. cannot drink it. It makes me far too anxious, far too jittery. So turmeric latte is my rec for those who don't drink coffee because I'm also one of those people that says to people like, let's catch up, let's go out for coffee, don't actually drink it. So that would be my recommendation. Find somewhere that does them. They're delish. They're good for love. you. Love. Yeah. I love that. Rec. Fucking fabulous. We're here for it. I'm going to have to try one. I'll try yeah. one and let you guys know what it's like on the um the Insta page, guys. Absolutely. But we're super pumped to get into this week's episode because we're going to be chatting all about Millie's story. So last week we released mine, which by the way, thank you for all the beautiful messages that I've received and that the podcast page received as well. Yeah. Really touches my heart because it's very vulnerable Mm -hmm. jumping on here and sharing this, right? So thank you. But this week we're going to be chatting all about Mills. So we're super pumped to get into that. Strap yourself in, bitches. Get ready. (laughs) (laughs) I love it's really not that exciting but anyway it is it is we're here and you know we want to I've actually never heard Millie's full story so I say that oh, without, yeah without actually having conviction behind it but I true. know that it's going to be amazing um but you know we want to jump on here and share and inspire and just make you guys feel like just we're here as a collective yeah right? man. yeah Beautiful. So without further ado let's get into Millie's story. So I really want to hear about Millie as a child starting off how you asked me last week I want to know about your childhood what the situation was what the dynamic was all Mm -hmm. of the things because I think that really helps people understanding where somebody has come from all right let's dive in so Millie as a child if you could see me through the screen I'm laughing because I was just one of those kids so I grew up in Cairns in Queensland with my parents they're both from the UK um they emigrated over here and I've got an older brother um called Dylan I was that kid that was so painfully confident. Like I would, or I would just be in my own world all the time. Like I, 
I sing like that's something that I've done my whole life sing so I would be fucking screaming I used to love like the snowman song at Christmas like frosty the snowman and I used to like get up every Christmas and sing that in front of everyone even if they didn't ask my mom (laughs) used to my mom used to cringe and I was that kid that ran away in coals and hid under the thing and I'd get called over the speaker I used to have this big Barbie doll pram and I used to fight with my mom to bring it to Smithfield, like the shopping center. And she'd be like, you're not bringing it. And I would bring it. And it was huge. And I'd push it over my head and just ram into anyone that was in front of me. Like I would just take them out. I was just one of those kids. And like my mom one day couldn't find me in the street and she was in a panic. She thought I had like died. And she went to one of the neighbors and I had gone over and asked if I could have a bath. So I was in their spa bath. Oh. So I was just like a really fucking random kid. And like, I just had no, like just so innocent, you know, like just so innocent, like went to my neighbor one day who is now my stepdad, which is a whole kettle of fish that we can get into, but love him. We fucking love Keith. And he was a carpenter. He didn't have kids. So as, as, as neighborly kids were like, um, his kids, and I had a day off school one day and I was like, I'm going to go next door. So I went next door and he was really busy. And I said, can you make me a measuring stick? And he was like, what the fuck? And he spent like two hours making me this big two meter measuring stick, like marking it off. And I still have it with all my sizes on it. That is like, so sweet that you still have that. I know. Like I was just one of those really random kids, but I, I think over the time that really changed. And I think I was really loud and really outgoing I was definitely a huge people pleaser when I was a little girl, like all through primary school would just like want to be everyone's friend. I wanted everyone to love me. Like I would do anything to be like friends with everyone and really cool. I really struggled to express my emotions. Mm -hmm. I remember being quite young and not really having an understanding of how I felt and not really being able to figure it out. And then, and then I, Yeah, I was just like a really random kid. I always had friends, but it was very superficial. Like I was always trying to be their friend. And then my parents separated when I was eight, eight or nine or 10, one of those ages. And that's kind of where my life really changed. My parents separated and um, it was just a bit of a, it was a really hard time. They didn't really talk or communicate. And I, from that moment of that separation, I became a super independent kid, super, super, super independent. So I would do a lots of things. Like I had the best parents in the world. Don't get me wrong. We love Wendy and Andy, like Wendos. they, Wendos and Andos Queens, like absolute Queens. And, you know, I always, like I take my hat off to parents. I really think like, who knows what it's going to be like when we have our own kids one day, like you know, but I did really get, and I think cause my, my mom was a stay at home mom, my whole childhood and then going to her working, I was like, what the fuck is this? So that was it. And then I went to high school and I could not stand high school. I fucking hated school, like hated it. Like I would just pass. I used to do music a lot and I'm super grateful to this day. I've got, I had these two music teachers. One was a man called Mr. Coxon and one was a woman. And they really got me through like life, which I know that sounds ridiculous. And I say to a lot of people now, God, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but teach these two teachers like really reined me the fuck in because I was a like, I really just did my own thing. 
And my, my music teacher, Mr. Coxon, he was like, he would pull me in when I was behaving. And I think I be- behaved out to him because I wanted a masculine to discipline me. Yeah. And my dad, bless him, horrendous disciplined person. He has no idea what he's doing, you know? So I think I really wanted someone to like ground me or like do something to like make me, you know, assess my, I don't even know what I wanted, but I used to be really rude to him. Like so rude. I remember one day him kicking me out of his class and I was heartbroken. So he was kind of like a real pinnacle, I think, learning in my behavior. Mm. And then high school just got worse and worse for me, to be honest. Like it just got worse and worse. I hate, I, I just couldn't stand it. I actually started working when I was I think I was 13 and a half. I got my first job. I walked into a coffee shop and said, can you please hire me? And and I remember the lady looking at me like, no, because you're really young. And I was like, I will do anything. Because my mum worked at a shopping center and I had to sit there all afternoon until she finished work. And I was like, well, this bitch may as well be making some money. Find me a job. So I, I love down. how confident you were as a kid. Like, this I know. is amazing. It was, it's, it literally like makes me laugh to this day. So then I got the show at this coffee shop with this crazy boss. Like she was batshit fucking crazy, but I just started working. So I worked every day after school. I worked on the weekends, got the bus to work, the bus home from work. And that was like, I've never not worked up until three months ago when I had three months off. Like that was the longest time I've ever had off. And it was that's just just my life. Like I always just fucking was doing something. I've worked at cafes. I've worked at shops and I just became super, super independent. I always somehow just ended up with shitty friends all through high school. And I put myself in situations where I'd people please. And then the good friends I'd always fuck up. And it was just, it was like a merry-go-round of life really. And then as we got to about grade 11, had my first boyfriend and he like broke my heart. Little did I know that was not a broken heart, but in the moment I honestly thought that was it for me. I feel like your high school boyfriend like imprints you in a way (laughs) that is so hard to explain, but they stay with you forever. Forever. Like Like everyone else let us know if you feel this about your high school partner doesn't yes. boyfriend girlfriend whoever it was yeah because I literally will still think about mine sometimes and I'm like I oh. wonder what you're doing in life me too every now and I see every now and again I see him on Instagram and I'm like what are you doing with your life what are you doing because uh, like it just I, hits different that first love yes it fucking it hits different and around the time that I met him I was having a really hard time at home I had a little bit of a dysfunctional brother we'll say love, we love him, but just a little bit dysfunctional. And I was really like, just like left to the wind. I think cause I was so independent. No one had to worry about me. And I did end up just kind of like a blob mm. in the situation, if that makes sense. And because my parents didn't really communicate at all, they, that they don't get along. It was very much just like, I felt like it was me versus the world for a very, 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 very long time which I think in then I really just wanted to fill that with some, I wanted someone to just love me. I wanted to be someone's just only thing. And I wanted to be a priority and all this thing, all, all this stuff. And this just came out in my behavior. Um, 
as I got to high school, I found I went through like some, just some super fucking insecure times. And that comes down to conditioning and all those beautiful things that we love from our childhood. But anyways, I had this first boyfriend. He broke my heart. Honestly, thought I was going to die. Wendos was seriously thinking I had depression. Little did I know, definitely wasn't a real heartbreak. But the funniest thing I'll ever, and I'm just going to tell this because we said that this podcast would be super real and raw. I remember he was the first person I gave head to. And guys, this is one of the, I can't even, I can't even believe I'm saying this. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I must've used anyone my- anyone the first time they give head? Well, I really I didn't. I, I would assume you wouldn't. I remember being so nervous the I first had, time. Yeah. I remember just being like, I remember so clearly like him doing things to me and being like, is this supposed to feel like I was so, I was like, this is not a vibe. This is like, a, I'm unsure what's happening here. I feel like that is the whole teenage <laughs> sexual experience. <laughs> like, what the like, fuck are we doing? Is this meant to feel good? Why are you doing that? And like, where is that go? Oh, I'm not sure about this. I'm, I was, I remember just so clearly. And then I remember just being like, had to really suck myself up. And I was like, three, two, one, go. And I just fucking, <laughs> I just did it. And anyways, it must've been terrible. And I must've used my teeth at certain parts. Because I remember him telling me after and I was like, so sorry, bro. Don't really know what I'm doing. And I remember like that will stay with me forever because it was just the funniest fucking moment. And I used to go sleep with, I literally. I cry. Literally, (laughs) this is bringing back so much awkward sexual memories of being an extremely horny teenager and having no idea what the (laughs) fuck we were doing. And it just makes me laugh. I remember, I just remember it so clearly. And like, just so many things happened in my childhood. Like I just rebelled against my parents because, oh, not really my mom. Cause Wendy can be fucking terrifying. Like she can be one crazy bitch, man. Like we'll get Wendy on the pod one day, maybe, but she is like a whole nother kettle of fish. When she pops off, she pops off. Whereas my dad is very, just kind of like ignores you. So it was, I could deal with that. Um, like I went to my first party and didn't tell them and got brought home in a cop car by his friend. I was like trying to walk home on the highway and I was like a bit, must've been a bit drunk and his mate's a cop and he pulled over and he was like, Millie, I see you. And I was like, oh no. So I like tried to boots into the bush. Anyways, he took me home and my dad was livid, but that was kind of my childhood. Then I had my first boyfriend. Um, and by this point I was hating being at home at home just wasn't the best environment and I was in grade 11 that ended was heartbroken I remember texting him saying I hope one day someone hurts you as bad as you've hurt me little bubba Millie just <laughs> like absolutely. so heartbroken oh my god it makes me laugh yeah. now and then I finished I like by the time I got to my last year of high school I didn't I just didn't want to be there I didn't even want to get an OP it was my music teachers who were like we'll get you through we'll get you an OP bless them and I worked at Cotton On Body when I was 16 and I used to leave work to go, at least to leave school to go work. Yeah. Oh, also guys, anyone who didn't grow up in Queensland, OP is like the ranking that you get to go to university. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I didn't even really want it because I didn't, at this time I was going to go to Melbourne and do music, but that didn't work out because it was all too hard to organize with parents and stuff like that. So I was like, fuck it. I work at Cotton On Body. So I used to leave school. Like guys, I was a bit of a nasty, like I was a bit of a shit kid. I used to leave school and my principal used to walk me to my, he used to follow me to my car and go, where are you going? I was like, 
I got to go to work. I start 12 o'clock and he'd be like, you're in school. Like you're in grade 12. And I was like, see ya. Bye. I'm going to make money. Like I was just, I don't even know who I thought I was. Like, honestly, I can't. And then I finished school somehow. I somehow finished school. And then I moved out of home when I was 16. I had just, I think I was just, oh no, I was just about to turn 17. Moved out of home into my first apartment with two girls and kind of got a little bit of my own life and safety and a little bit of a calm environment to um, live in. And I've, yeah, worked full time. I got an OP of like, whatever, I think it was like 14 or something. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I'm a very, like, I'm someone who like really likes security. So I was like, what can I do that will give me financial security? And I remember my stepdad saying to me, oh, back in the day, nurses were the hottest things ever. Guys, I'm so sorry about the background noise on my end. I live in an apartment and my roommate's shower is so loud. So please just ignore that on my end. That is my bad. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and then I feel like this story is going on forever, but I moved out of home when I was that age. I went through a bit of a, a hard period of life. I, um, I just had no direction. Like I had no direction. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was going to uni. I was working at a nightclub until like 3am and then going to uni and somehow passing my uni degree. And it was just, I was binge drinking and partying all the time. Mm. So I applied to be a nurse. So do you think like, when was it that you kind of went through your spiritual awakening? Like what was the timeline with you opening up to spirituality and becoming aware that, you know, there was all of this energy in life and, you know, really diving into like tarot and all of the things, like what was that moment like for you and how did that kind of come about? Yeah. So I can remember it like to a T. I had um, a boyfriend from for quite a few years and it was extremely extremely toxic it was like back and forward back and forward um cheating and oh it was honestly I look back and I think that was the most toxic experience of my fucking life and I actually moved to the Gold Coast to be with this person he had moved down there and I had moved and it didn't work out which I knew that it wasn't going to work out and this is kind of where my awakening started And I think this is a good explanation because a lot of people think that you go through an awakening and mine was really like gradual, super gradual. And I remember I was moving down to live with this boy. And the last time I got on the plane to come home before I moved back, my body went into like full shock. It was like, I couldn't breathe and my stomach was churning. And I really believe now that it was spirit being like, do not go back there. Like, do not go back there. Like, it's not good for you. And I came home and the whole time I was home, I felt just like nauseous and sick. But at that age, and I just, it was my only option. Well, it wasn't my only option. You've never only got one, but I didn't want everyone to think I had failed by it not working again because I was so young and everyone disliked him. And I got on the plane to move back. My mum dropped me off. And I remember looking at her and I was like, I should not be going. But I went. And it ended up being a disaster and he ended up cheating on me again. And my, my gut told me again in that moment, I was like, something's wrong. Long story short, I actually got in my car. It was like a Thursday night. I went full crazy and got in my car and drove all the way home in like a full stint, 24 hours. 
like got it. I just got in my car. I was, I, I can't even tell you the point. I was that low in my life. I had not, I hadn't got a, um, it was when I was applying for uni jobs. So I applied for all my jobs down there because he wanted to move and I encouraged that. And I moved down there. I didn't get any of the jobs I applied for. So I didn't have a nursing job. I had found out that he was like not cheating, but you know, being a cheater more or less like leopard doesn't change their spots. And well, my opinion, I shouldn't say that my opinion. And anyways, long story short, I had this feeling and I was like, got to go. So I literally got in my car and just drove the whole way home to Cairns. I think I stopped twice maybe and got like Red Bull and something, but I think I was on so much adrenaline and I was just like, I needed to be with my parents. Like I was, I need to go home. I need to go home. And then I got home and I was like at the lowest in my entire life. I remember just being like, this cannot be my life. Like I've spent three years with this person and I don't know what I'm doing and I don't want to be at home and my family life hasn't changed. And I remember just sitting with myself and being like, this cannot be it. Like this can literally not be it. So I just called every hospital in Queensland and applied for jobs everywhere. I begged people and I called up Cooktown, which if you guys don't know where Cooktown is, it's at the very top of the Cape in like a very, very remote area. It's a, um, it's a community up there. And I called and this old lady answered the phone and she sounded like batshit crazy. I couldn't actually believe that she was the numb, like the head nurse. And I was like, hi, I'm Millie. You know, gave her this big fucking spiel. And I was like, I will work so fucking hard. Like, please give me a job. Like, if you give me a job, I'll work so hard. And she was like, no, 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 no. And like, that's what she sounded like. Like, no, no, Millie, no, no. And I was like, please. Her name was Daphne as well. And I was like, fuck. And I got off the phone and I felt so defeated. And I was like, oh, and she called me back and she goes, can you be here in two days? And I was like, yep, I'll be there in two days. So I quit my job that I had, packed my car up. My parents honestly would have been so worried about me. Now I look back and I just drove myself to the top of the cave. In- I have to- full body goosebumps. That yeah, man. Mm, I know. And I remember in that moment, just being like, this is just, I remember just knowing it was the start of something. So it was like a really slow progression. Anyways, I got to Cooktown. I was alone with like old people because it was a very older community. And that's like where it started. Like honestly, really where it started. I started listening to podcasts, a lot of relationship breakup podcasts, Mm. but none that I could really like fully understand or get a full grasp on. I felt like a lot of them were just very much like do this, do this, do this, but it wasn't, it wasn't going with that depth. Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't going within. So I was kind of like, okay, these are all great tips. And then just bit by bit, I got onto all different podcasts. And then this is the two bits of it that are really interesting. I know it's a long fucking winded story, but the first bit is a young girl, they called me and said, because I lived in a two bedroom apartment. And they said, a young girl is coming to Cooktown. Do you want us to put her in your room? Because it was government housing. And I was like, yeah, fuck yes. So this girl arrives, her name's Emily. We're still friends to this day. She arrives and I couldn't tell you how more opposite we were. It was like yin and yang. Sorry, guys, if you can hear some noise. My mom's just putting a fucking pasta in the fridge. You right, Wendos? Sorry, <laughs> We love you, Wendos. Um, so, yeah, there were two parts of it. So more or less this young girl moved in um, to my apartment and we were so opposite. She like straight away, I was like, she's so cold, like didn't want a bar of me. And she was like my mirror of life. 
Mm. Like she just showed up in my life at a time where I needed someone to be like, these are all your fucking ugly sides. And do you want to be this person? And like in every way possible, the way that I nursed, the way that I couldn't take negative feedback, the way I spoke to myself, she meditated, Mm. which was a very interesting thing. And I was like, what is that? She's doing in her room every day. And over time, we obviously became really, really close because it was just me and her in Cooktown. But she was someone, she's a Gemini and she is like the perfect Gemini, you know, like perfect. And she just really held a mirror up to me and like my behavior, my attitude. And she would just call me on it. She wasn't rude, but she'd just say to me, like, you have an issue taking feedback or you, I had a massive issue being left out. Yeah. But she more or less just held this big mirror up and that's where my real spiritual awakening started. I think by her just like really allowing me to like see who I could potentially be and like get into meditation and she sent me podcasts and she was a real pinnacle moment in my life and then to make it even freakier had no idea about tarot had no idea about anything Emily left she moved away about four months later and this old lady moved in and she was a psychic stop nah man I'm not even kidding you it's fucking I got goosebumps it's crazy And she was a psychic and I didn't know she was a psychic. She moved in and she kept asking me things like about this boy. And I was like, is this, what's wrong with this bitch? Why is she looking through my phone? Like, what is it? And we'd be sitting there eating dinner, watching like fucking Big Brother or Home and Away or something. And I'd be like, what is going on? Like, this is not norm. And one day she was like, oh, I'm a psychic. And I was like, oh my God, like a psychic that reads the cards, like like a palm reader and a card reader. And she was like, well, no, like, you know, she was like, bless your soul. Like, and, no, sweetie. Yeah, like, no, sweetie, you know. And then it was just fucking on. Like, it was on. It was like she just, like, opened this door. She gave me a reading one day using tarot. Yeah. And she gave me a crystal that I still have until literally till this exact day, a little piece of crystal quartz. My heart. I, I know. It makes me feel, like, real, like, shivery and, like, crazy. And she was just like, yeah, like you have all these gifts, like you need to start using them. Like you have all this potential, blah, 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 blah. And that was it. Like it literally was just on from there. And then from there, it just got like deeper and deeper and deeper. And just, it was, but it was super gradual. It wasn't like I just was like, oh, now I read tarot. It was like, Mm. things just came to me. And I think because she opened my eyes and like, let me kind of learn at my own pace. But it was just, that was like my story. It was crazy. And then from then, slowly found tarot and I slowly started reading and I would put my foot in here and put my foot in there and kind of just like really dive into it all and yeah it was just it was crazy and I remember going to church my one of my very good friends Annie she's religious she's Christian Mm. and I went to church with her once or twice and I remember being like oh my god I believe in something but this isn't it but I believe in something and I love you know religion of any form like you do you I'm, I'm supportive of like anything, yeah. but it just wasn't my, it just wasn't what it, it wasn't my thing. It didn't hit you in your soul. Like your yeah. soul wasn't like a fuck. Yes. Like this, this is, this resonates with me. Like it yeah. wasn't your, your point of resonance. Exactly. Like that's all I can explain it as. And I, it just got deeper and deeper. I found it. And then my story with my business, um, I've already, I have mentioned this once or twice, but my business story, I'll keep it short. More or less, I, I met a, this is another weird thing. This is another weird synchronicity that I just have to fucking tell you because it just blows my mind. I met a friend through a friend 
no idea who this bitch was. I met her and straight away it was like our souls collided. I was like, I vibe with you. You vibe with me. Great vibing situation. And she brought her cards to this kind of afternoon thing. And I was like, you brought your cards? Oh my God, I read cards. Anyways, whatever. We became really good friends. And one day she messaged me and she was like, oh my God, do you want to start a podcast? And I was like, I had been thinking about it forever. And I was like, fucking oath, I want to start a podcast. Anyways, we started this podcast, which back then everyone would have followed was called Million Mom. We started a podcast. It was great, but we both couldn't like fully give to the podcast equally. And it was really sad. It like ended a friendship, which is really, really heartbreaking. There was a lot of stuff that went on. Um, but I wish I so much, like so much goodness. But one night she was reading my cards for me and she pulled out a pendulum, but I didn't know what a pendulum was. And she pulled it out. And I was like, I have one of them. And she was like, oh yeah, do you use it? And I was like, no, I thought it was a little decorative thing you put on your, like your mirror because my mom had gone to India and brought me one back from India. The Thinking exact- it was like a, like a ornament kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And it was the exact same, Missy, like the exact same. What? And I was like, fuck off. So my mom had, had bought me this pendulum and for all this time, it was just sitting in my like jewelry box. And she was like, yeah, it's a pendulum. Like they just find you or like, you know, you buy one or whatever. And I was like, that is fucking creepy. I have chills. Yeah, man. So I started using this pendulum and I was like, bro. And that was the moment everything changed. Yeah. Like that's when that, that spiritual realm, that, that like, you know, I hate the word psychic that like, you know, those gifts, those like powers that we all have every single the abilities. one of us, the abilities, just like it all just like came to the surface and I was like, we're on here. Yeah. We're on. That is so incredible. Mm. Just how random that story is and how you met those people in exactly, obviously the right way. Yeah, man. Like for those of you who don't live in Australia, like Cooktown is fucking tiny. Yeah, literally. Middle of nowhere, tiny. Like to meet two people like that and to have them enter your life in like such a beautiful Mm. way and in such a like um what's the word I'm trying to find like you know one after the other at the right time in that point in your life is just so incredible and then again for that it shows that when you become open to this like even if you're not aware that that's what you're becoming open to I feel like your energy gives off this vibe where it's like okay like I'm in this rock bottom magic dark moment. Like I'm open for anything that's going to help me see life in a different way almost. And the the universe fucking delivers. It's okay. It's like, okay, she's ready. Like she's ready for this now. She's ready to remember this part of herself. Like she's she's ready to step into like this area of herself and she's ready to remember these abilities Mm. and these gifts and all of these things. I truly think that that is why spiritual awakenings can be really fucking difficult because we've got to reach that low point yeah to be able to be in that space where it's like okay I can remember because imagine going through that and remembering these things if you weren't in that space like it wouldn't make sense and you just wouldn't be ready to receive that so I I love like your your journey is like such a perfect example of Mm -hmm. being everything happening like for a reason in the right time, right mm-hmm. space, the right people meeting you, the synchronicities, like yeah. all of the things. I just think that's so incredible. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I, when I moved to Cooktown, there were numerous things that like I I had a, um with this partner that I was with for ages. I remember just, it was that first love where you just think like, I, I, I just, I need you. 
and I was so codependent and I was just because I had had a bit of a tumultuous childhood I latched on like you love me I'm like I'm important to you you know he was really like the first person that like was mine and only mine and yeah. loved me and I and it's and I'm sure there's so many women that are listening that know that feeling but I remember just being like no one's going to love me like that. And I'm, and I just had that feeling of just like, I just, I have to do everything for this to stay. And, you know, I look back and I think dumb bitch, you're a 10, everyone will love you. But right. When in that moment I was like, bro, and I just stayed for so long. And I actually um, had a termination with him. I hate the word abortion. I like the word termination. And that was probably a massive magic dark moment for me too. Cause I remember being like this. I remember I wasn't even spiritual at this time. And I remember saying to myself, like, this has to be for a reason. Like this has to be, the, the, this situation has to be for a reason. And that was honestly probably up to, up till now, you know, there has been so many things happen from that relationship. And that was the worst thing in my entire life I have ever, ever, ever experienced. And I've spoken to women, you know, over the years who, they've had one and it wasn't as big of a thing. And I like, I respect everyone's journeys, but for me that fucking rolled my world, like just rolled my fucking world. And I remember thinking like, there needs to be like, there has to be a reason for this having to happen, you know? Cause I would, I can't wait to be a mom. Like being a mom is something that I've always envisioned. And I've always, I've, I've always wanted to be a mom. It's just been in my, like my, my grain, you know? And I, but I, but I honestly am like a strong believer in, I want to bring a baby into a really beautiful foundation and I want to be able to provide for that baby. And that wasn't possible. And I think, you know, that in in that moment, it was the right decision, but that really led me there as well. And there were so many little things. And I think I'm so grateful for that relationship and those situations, because if I wouldn't have had that terribly toxic relationship or that really heartbreaking situation I would never have gone to Cooktown and it just I guess for everyone listening if you're in a really dark time I promise you like look towards that light there will be there will be a reason because everything I look back on I think that had to happen that way or I wouldn't have gone to Cooktown at that time and I wouldn't have met those incredible women and I wouldn't have had that beautiful change it's just it's so I I thought I like I think it's just so so interesting but that's kind of like how I was when I was little and growing up and I think you know it was I look back and I'm not sure if you're the same I just think like what the fuck was my life literally like when when you look at life now and you look at who you used to be it is such a like not even a hump like it's such a pride inducing Mm. moment like to look at that and like just honoring you in your journey and you know, the termination and everything that you went through and like being able to look at that and being like, I know that this happened for a reason. And yeah, this is where we talk about like your pain being your power and how it truly like in those moments, like it's so fucking hard. It's so hard, but Mm -hmm. every hard experience in my life, and I'm speaking for myself here has led me to a new level of self-awareness and meeting a certain person or going to a certain place and being able to look back at like the timeline of your life and the pinpoint pinpointing moments of your life and being like no like I'm so grateful for that because if that hadn't have happened I wouldn't be where I am and I think it's so incredible that you know you share those moments of your journey because there will be people listening that 
have gone through similar things and Mm. might still be going through a similar thing and be able to hear that and, you know, witness that as this beautiful magic dark where there is that light and everything is happening and guiding you towards this new level of you. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, there are so many things in my childhood that were like insane, insane, like crazy, crazy fucking shit. But I, and and I, you know, we all have wounds from being younger. I was like, I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, you know, we all have these wounds and I was doing some meditation and some healing. And then I thought, oh my God, but I guess for me now, I, and you're, and I'm sure you're the same Missy. Like I, in a way, I think like, I'm so grateful for those really fucking difficult times when I was little, because I can support someone through that, or I can, you know, guide someone or hopefully one day like I would love love my dream one day would be to set up a program in schools that would be my dream and it would be around like sexual education and um like not the not like not the blanket mental health but like you know meditation in classes and visualization and like more a bit more confidentiality and that's what I would love to have one day in schools god knows how we do that these days with the 3000 um loops you need to get through but it does make me think like well I can make a change from like what I had to experience like I have that opportunity to make some kind of change I think that's why I like being a nurse as well like I do love nursing I couldn't stand nursing an ED at the end because I was so distrained but I love I still do love that aspect of nursing where you can leave someone a little bit brighter than when you've met them and I think that goes into what we all are really striving for in this lifetime is to be of service while feeling fulfilled. Like that's, that's the ultimate feeling. And it's about learning how you can take your journey and what you've learned and what you've experienced and being able to channel that energy into something that allows you to do that, that allows you to be that person of service that is going to help somebody else. Because I truly believe that we all have our own unique energy that we bring to this lifetime and our own unique journeys that we bring to this lifetime in order to allow us to be of service in a unique way. Whether that's doing the same job as somebody else, you're going to bring your energy to that job. So even though your job description might look exactly the same as the person next to you, Mm -hmm. how you do that and how, what energy you bring to that is going to be totally different as is theirs. And they're going to impact other people in a different way than what you impact them. And I think it's such an incredible thing to witness that, you know, you hold this power in this lifetime, every single person, every single fucking person has a unique power in this lifetime and being able to look at your journey and view it as a way that can help guide you there is such an empowering thing to do. Yes. And I, and I fucking love that. And I think there's probably so many things that I've missed out from this story, but I think I got the main, I think I got the main ones out about me spiritual awakening and it's so interesting as well seeing how everyone's spiritual awakening is so different like it's not a one-size-fits-all thing and it's something that continues like a spiritual awakening isn't like this one-time thing and then you're like oh I'm spiritual now like it's ongoing like you're gonna have like constant deaths and rebirths of all of these different aspects of yourself yes yeah like I feel like most of us have been navigating that over the past two weeks with whatever the fuck is happening in the planets I can't I I honestly don't think I would have been able to take much more Honestly, I don't normally like you, everyone listening, like if you follow our stuff, you know that I don't normally like to like blame the planets for anything. But it was the fucking planets. It was the fucking planets. (laughs) It was the planets. It wasn't me. Like definitely their energy impacts us and whatever was happening 
in space the last two weeks can get fucked because it was yeah, intense. Not really. Mm-hmm. I say that jokingly, semi-serious. It was intense. But, you know, we're moving through it. We're shifting through it. But absolutely, it's it's been a wild ride. I know. And I think, you know, I love that our stories have only just begun. Like, I always think that to myself. I think, you know, it's only just begun. Like, my life has only just begun. I got to have that really grueling experience with that relationship really young. And I got to figure out what the fuck I want from a relationship and how I want it to look and, and how I want to show up in the world. And, you know, and I, and I still, whenever I see, um, you know, that person now we still get along. And I literally, sometimes I think like, I remember seeing, um, this person before I moved away. And um, I remember looking at him and being like, thank God for you. Or I wouldn't be doing, I would not have this platform. I wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't be. We would have never met. And that would be a fucking tragedy. That would have been a fucked up thing, man. Like a heartbreak. It's actually a serious situation. (laughs) Guys, me and Missy have been manifesting um, an office and sending like a podcast studio and sending Pinterest to each other. It's going to be a vibe. Let's all just, can we just group manifest that? Just take a moment right now. Visualize a it moment. for us. Hold it in your energy. Let's bring it forward. Anchor it in. Pink, yeah. purple, bougie, spiritual. Bougie. Yes. Vibe. Oh my God. Like a huge amethyst crystal. <gasps> all the crystals. Yes. All of them. But that's what we're envisioning for ourselves. Yes. That's coming. And for you guys, because it means that the sound quality would be better. I won't oh, have... Yeah. Showers going midway through. We won't have. We Wendy won't have fucking Wendy. <laughs> Wendy. She she brings in my spaghetti. Oh, I can't with Wendy. Wendy. You know what Wendy did to me this morning? Actually, this is just another episode of the Wendy saga. The Wendos files. We went for a walk this morning with the dogs, and I said, "Oh, mom, do you want to go get a nice coffee together this morning?" She goes, "No, I'm fucking busy. I have time to go get coffee." I said, "But it's really nice, and I won't live at home for much longer." Like let's go get a nice coffee and have a nice morning. She goes, no, 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 I don't even like coffee. I was thinking, bitch, just have the coffee. It's not about the coffee. It's about the time, but whatever. We'll just let you do you, boo. And then she gets home and she goes, Millie, how about we, actually, we can get that coffee if you want. And I was like, oh my God, great. We get there. And I was like, I was like, mom, what kind of coffee do you want? More than I pay for everything for her. So I was like, I was like, more than happy to buy her a coffee. The bitch orders breakfast. (laughs) I was like, now you're just taking the fucking piss because you're hungry and you just thought you could just fucking whip in here and get a free brekkie and cough. You little bastard. So good. We love you, Wendy. We love Wendy, but fuck, she's funny. I just can't. She and we love me. you guys. We oh, love we love you, you guys. guys so much. And I'm loving the page and I hope you guys are loving the reels. And we will do a Q&A soon. I know we have loads of questions that come through and topics and stuff. So we will be doing that soon. Absolutely. But we hope that you enjoyed hearing about meals. I know you did. I know I did. So I know you guys did. (laughs) It's always entertaining. Yes. And thank you guys so much for just being here and listening to my story. And I hope listening to my story has either sparked a bit of, you know, resonance or inspiration or like just got you fucking fired up. But we will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to share this Instagram stories, tag us, share it with your friends help us get it to more people. We're hoping this is going to be available on Apple podcast soon. So fingers crossed for us. We're manifesting it. Yeah, man. 
but yes. we will see you next week. We love you. Bye. Bye.